Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 139. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I am your host for today. And I'm so thankful that you've decided to take a few minutes out of your busy day and your busy life and join us here on the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. The very first thing I wanted to do, of course, is remind you about our sponsor, Team Podcast. If you have a podcast or know people that do have a podcast or even you're starting a podcast and you need help with all of the support tasks that go along with that, Team Podcast is the one-stop shop for all of your podcast support services. One low monthly fee based on the weekly frequency of your podcast and you can have access to every possible service that you would need. Now, the great news is that they have introductory pricing going on right now, and so you can take advantage of that. At the same time, if you are looking to free up your time, this is the best way to offload any of those tasks you don't want to do. Now, all of the tasks come included in one package, but the good news is you can still pick and choose which ones you want to hand over at what time. So you can, as you get a comfort level, continue handing off things and continue freeing up more and more of your time. It's a great solution for the overwhelmed podcaster. So simply go to teampodcast.com. That's teampodcast.com. And they will be glad to get you started on your way to freeing up some of your time to create great podcasts. So now we've gotten our business out of the way. So I wanted to talk to you today about, uh, I wanted to give you an update on the pier because we're now two weeks, three three weeks in, or heading into our third weekend to uh, the busy season here in Key West. And while we love to have the busy season, I will tell you that last week was trying on every level. We could not catch a break. Um, we had crowds out at sunset. But the crowds were not spending crowds. And so we had nights where, oh, talk about uh, coming to the point of losing money um, on nights. And it wasn't, the thing is, we had had a bad week all across the board. I mean, everybody out on the pier last week was scratching their heads saying, what in the world is going on? This is just a really strange crowd. Now, don't be offended if you were in Key West last week because we're not talking about you personally being strange, but their their spending was strange, and their lack of spending was strange. It was just really unprecedented. I mean, I had revenue-wise the type of weeks that I would have in September when there's hardly anybody in town, and so it's puzzling when you have people and they're still not buying, and the other part of that is when that happens, I always, first I look at myself and say, what, you know, what could I do? The second is I look around and see what is everybody else doing? Not that, not that everyone else is the measure of my business or anything, but I kind of want to see whether I'm at least on par with what they're doing or am I below what they're doing? Because if everyone else was booming last week and I wasn't, that would send a very clear message to me. But if everyone is struggling, 
it sends a completely different message. Now, here's here's the interesting thing with that. Now, I could either look at it and jump on the bandwagon and say, <laughs> these people are crazy. Why aren't they spending and get mad, mad at the customers and just really wallow in the negativity? And it's easy to do that. It's easy to get down. I mean, it's frustrating when you think you've reached, you think your business reached a plateau, a certain level, not a plateau, but a certain level. And all of a sudden the bottom just falls out, you know, and here you are going, what, these are numbers from four years ago when we started our business. And it just, it's puzzling. Now there are some normal business trends and I don't even think you can count this a trend. I mean, one week is not a trend, but it's enough to be disheartening. It's enough to be discouraging. It's enough to make you say, why am I wasting my time? Um, but the other part is, is that I can look and see what everyone else is doing and realize that for whatever reason, the potential is not there. Because when you can get a crowd in front of 40 or 45 vendors, and in that time, have them all consistently come away saying, I don't know what's going on this week, then that means collectively no one is reaching the customer. And it might just be that the customer is not going to be reached in that particular week with anything that's going on out there. Sometimes people come out to the pier and they're not our people. Doesn't mean that they shouldn't be out there. It doesn't mean, but it's it's one of those things where they don't really have a full appreciation for what's going on. And um, I kind of have to laugh at, at our, even ourselves because we we don't do a very good job of marketing our event. Um, everyone knows about the sunset celebration. Everyone knows about the street performers being down there. Um, what everyone doesn't know is that all of the artists, crafters, and food vendors have to make everything that they sell. And not just that, they have to prove that they can make it because they have to make it in front of a jury of people. They have to have it evaluated to see if it's right for the event. And then they have to be the ones down there selling it. They can't be the artist in their studio who never comes out. They have to be the ones down selling their art and their crafts. And so when you are talking and looking at items from a uh, vendor at Mallory Square, you are talking to the person that made that. And people don't realize that. And it's funny because I, I can tell that we're doing a terrible job of marketing whenever a hundred times a night I get asked, for a bottle of water. And if I could sell a bottle of water down at the pier, I would be wealthy. We could pack up and close up the podcast and go home because we'd never need to learn another business lesson because I would have every single thing I would need in life because I'm just selling bottles of water down there. It's crazy. But I have to explain to them when they say, do you have bottles of water? And I say, no. And the person turns to start to walk away. I have to follow up then and tell them, you won't find it on the pier. You will not find a bottle of water on the pier. And the reason you won't find a bottle of water on the pier is because we have to make everything that we sell out here. And they kind of give me that look. It's the same look that whenever I'm saying something that my dog doesn't understand and they kind of turn their heads and look at you to try to understand you better. <laughs> and they look at you like, really? And then you have to explain to them, you will have to go back to one of the tourist trap gift shops 
then import everything and they will also have bottled water but out here you're going to find everything homemade and handmade and everything sold exactly by the artists that created them so we're doing a terrible job marketing that but but that doesn't even matter for what happened last week because people were there people came to mallory square and uh, it was just a terrible week revenue wise and the thing is you will have this in business you will have highs and lows and just because we're in the busy season doesn't mean that all of a sudden a week that looks like it came out of september uh, won't creep into the mix and it could be a variety of different reasons it could be you know last year didn't look like this because maybe the spring break schedules were different last year didn't look like this because there was maybe different snowstorms uh, or less or more or whatever snowstorms going on so nothing's going to mirror everything year to year exactly and so uh, what I had to do is look at myself and realize that because we were all in the same situation and everyone was having a lower than normal week and it doesn't mean that everyone had as low of a week as normal but whatever their normal was it was lower whatever was going on in town uh, did not draw a crowd of people that are big spenders and uh, you know they'll, you'll have that from time to time and so when I look at that and I realize that um, single-handedly there was nothing I could really do to change my outcome other than continue to show up and I added even more flavors to my ice cream um, I would love to be able to get a sense of what is the most popular versus the least popular and like I tell you it's it has so much to do with where their placement is on the sign where where the placement of that particular flavor is on my signage that's on my food cart because certain times I can set it up where one flavor over the other is selected again and again and again and it's the psychology behind placement where our eyes naturally go so I continue to add a few more flavors and continue to try to um, kind of isolate what my most popular and least popular are so that I can start then trimming and maybe replacing or changing some things. So there's a lot I can still do. There's a lot I can still tweak. Is it going to be more revenue whenever there's a, a low <laughs> low spending crowd in town? Probably not. Um, but the other the other part about that is is that um, I don't need to get negative. I mean, this is a normal thing, and, and I hate to say it, but I mean, you know, Seth Godin writes about these kind of dips and trends all the time, and so many times statistically, it is right before a really big increase that you hit this bottom it's almost like we would always growing up back in Alabama uh, whenever we were we lived in tornado alley it would well, always be the the dead silence and the eerie quiet right before a tornado strange but it's it happens and so um, to me this is kind of that quiet before the influx and the storm of really big spending um high season customers and the interesting thing is is that I don't know what day that's going to happen so all I can do is keep showing up every day all I can do is bring ample supply of every possible item that I have and that could possibly sell and do the best I can to um, service those customers sometimes I do have a communication barrier with some people and that is a little bit frustrating to me um, I had a I believe it was probably a Japanese man came by the other day and asked me if I sold scoops of ice cream 
And I didn't really understand what he was trying to get to, but I'm like, well, I make it and I, I fill up a bowl of ice cream for you. And he just sort of shook his head and turned and walked away. And I, and I, as he was leaving, I said, it's the same thing as scoops. It's just not in a scoop mold. I mean, it, that was just such a crazy question. I didn't understand what he was asking. I didn't understand if he was trying to ask if I had a cone or a bowl. Um, and I don't, I don't know what he was looking for, but I thought, what? I just had to shake my head. I didn't didn't understand what was going on. And so I thought, you know, there's a customer. When I desperately need customers that's asked me something, what, I guess I should have just said yes. What flavor do you want? And I, But I, you just don't know. I mean, you want people to understand what they're getting. And you want them to have, you know, because I don't have it out in freezers and displayed because I make it fresh, um, it, that visual piece of what you're doing is so critical to um, your success and if people could see me sitting there making ice cream they see what I'm doing and they see what I'm making uh, all the time and they stop and they watch and they ask questions and they say what are you making what is that it's smoking like that over there and so that kind of thing goes on um, all the time so I'm not taking anything from last week personally I'm still continuing to show up every day with a smile on my face doing the best I can to service the customers that do come to me couple of good things on the horizon. We have the parking lot that has been closed for just over a month, actually six weeks now, um, that is looking good and looks like it's going to be scheduled to be reopened either today or tomorrow for parking and for cars. And so from that point, um, we won't have any physical barriers to getting there. That This is the point at which I can stop packing my bicycle in the in with the mix and riding my bicycle a couple of miles just because I have to park a couple of miles away. So all in all for my day, it will save me about an hour because it takes me about a half an hour to just do all the logistics of moving my cart and then stopping, getting on the bicycle, go finding the car, go uh, then get the car heading back in the right direction to go backwards from where I was and then you know that whole kind of thing so it gives me an opportunity to save a little bit of time out of my day and it also um, gives people that are driving down to Mallory Square a place to park and that parking lot is normally always full and it might take a few minutes a few minutes a few days to um People for people to realize to feel for it to fill up and people to realize that it's definitely back open and that sort of thing. So um, we will be seeing that happen and uh, love that. Love that we'll hopefully be getting some more uh, foot traffic from just from the parking lot of people driving in. So that is happening um, as we get further into spring. Of course, more spring breaks happen and spring breakers come. I don't necessarily think that's great for the art and craft vendors but it tends to be not bad for the food vendors. So um, it's definitely, sorry, you got to pardon the boat going out. Somebody's going out first thing this morning to catch the fish. So again, another example of spring break. More boats in town means more visitors and spring breakers and that sort of thing. So um, anyway, but one thing I wanted to say to you as a tourist at some point in time, I know you go, on vacation somewhere, and if you don't, you probably really should. You should get out more. Um, but I wanted to let you know that um, when you are in your favorite tourist destinations and you are out enjoying things that are unique to that location, make sure that you support those businesses 
um, people don't completely understand what the setup is. And we always get questions down at Mallory Square like, you know, I had people stop me. I had barely gotten out of my car yesterday to unload. And I had people stop me and ask me, you know, so so what does it take to get out here? You just, uh, you know, you just come and, and once you, and I so they say, do you actually rent a spot out here? And it's like, well, you pay by the night when you come out here. Okay, so you just pay and you get your spot every night. And it's like, well, no, it's not really that simple either. There's a whole tenure system and seniority system built into this kind of hierarchy that we have and they're like oh okay so you can't just come out here and get the same spot i'm like well not exactly it's kind of a lottery system and blah blah it's just very convoluted people don't understand i've had people question me about why do they make you pay to be out here because some performer had mentioned that they have to pay to be out here because they always do that in their pitches to get money from people and so um and I don't mean get money from people, but I mean to encourage people to tip or let them know that that's how they earn their living is by tips and generosity. And people don't understand why do they make you pay? Why do they make you pay to be out here? And it's because our organization leases that property from the city. And uh, every single month we're on the hook for thousands of dollars in rent. And that has got to be covered by the organization as well as security. Um, there's so many expenses that go along with it. We have to pay for trash and pickup because somebody has to come and clean up the pier after you've left your trash all night long because you decided to drink your drinks and eat your food and you sat on the pier to do it and when you got up and left you couldn't pick up your trash and take it and dispose of it in a trash can you had to leave it sitting there so now we have to pay somebody to come along and pick up your trash so these kind of things happen these are incidentals we have to pay for electricity out there we have to pay for um, all the expenses that go along that get incurred with that event and you, it doesn't happen for free and it's just mind-boggling to me that people think everything down there happens for free uh, we're in Key West folks and this is where rents are extremely high and I know people that uh, pay huge amounts of rents every single month at Key West is a very high uh, high rent district it's a tourist area and so it costs a lot to do business in the city and um, it's it's just one of those things, but people don't understand and they don't really get it. So I think we need to do a better job of uh, putting our marketing message out there that, that it is a, a an artisan market as well as a uh, place where street performers and other vendors come. And um, it's not the same things that you see. I mean, it might be some of the same types of things that you see up on Duval Street with the tourist trap stores, but what you're looking at is something that was hand done by the artist that you're standing there talking to. And so it's a whole different, whole different feel, and it should be a whole different feel for that. So, um, but anyway, the, the point was, is that we have a dip, we have a normal dip, we plan for it. Normally we'll be planning for it uh, whenever we have the high season and we're making uh, more money than we need to live off of. We That's whenever we put it away and we plan for a rainy day. And uh, if we have continue to have weeks like we had, there will be, <laughs> when you make less than you need to live off of, then you really have to reevaluate uh, what you're doing anyway. And so this, to me, this high season or this, you know, busy season is really going to show me what the potential is for the income and whether I need to uh, continue or venture out or what else I need to do in order to get the revenue generated. And so um, we'll, we'll be working on figuring it out. Um, if I have things that aren't selling, maybe I can replace them with other things that would sell. So it's just a whole different thing. Um, but anyway, so we've, we've had, we have our struggles even in the high and the low season. And, and the, the other point is that I was going to 
make is that you never get, you know, we've we kind of held this high season or the busy season out as the be all end all. If I can just make it till then, if I can just make it till then, everything will be fine. If I can just make it till then, oh, finally we'll have the revenue we need. Finally we'll have the people we need. Finally we'll have the weather we need. Finally we'll have, you guys, life is not like that. And it's, it's not like that for our business. It's not like that for our lives. There's nothing that you can finally achieve or get or have handed to you that will be the be all end all. And, and suddenly that, the problem of revenue will go away or the problem of whatever will go away. And so, um, we keep chasing it, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen. So I think the point is to be prepared, um, for the other things that go along with it, because you'll never reach a problem or, or, or suddenly reach a situation where you've been given exactly what you thought you wanted and you find that it really truly is the be all end all of what you need. So, I mean, some people do that with, if I can just get a college degree, everything will be life will be fine because I can get more jobs. If I can just get this job, then I'll have enough money and I'll be able to live and all my problems will go away financially. And it never works that way because we, we expand our lives, we expand our, our possessions, and we fill up every single crevice of the new income that we finally made because we thought that would solve all our problems. If I could just find the right person, if I could just find the person to marry me and save me, it's not going to happen that way. And so that's the point. The point is to definitely realize that when we are holding things out as, oh, whenever something will finally happen, then everything will be okay that's not the way it works. And so you have to go out and make it okay and do things to make it what you need it to be in spite of all that. I don't have control over those crowds. I don't have control over whether we have a spending crowd in town or whether we don't. What I can do is continue to provide a great product at a great price and be friendly and have great customer service. And I can do that again and again and again, night after night after night. Part of being uh, successful is being consistent being down there consistently people see you night after night and they realize that you are a staple of the event and it makes a difference I don't know why it does I was talking with another vendor next to me the other night about why consistency makes a difference and so if you're hit and miss and you show up once every you know three weeks or two weeks or whatever it definitely for whatever reason it makes a difference and we don't know why we've seen it again and again and again but people start to get their traction when they show up consistently and they start to have night after night after night after night of being out there, they start to see the success they need. And I don't know why it is because it is a rotating crowd every night. So it's kind of a strange, it's a strange anomaly. It's completely counterintuitive for our target market, but it does happen. So um, anyway, so tough, not, tough week last week at the pier. We're looking for bigger, brighter, better things. At any given time, we can start seeing spring breakers the parking lot will open. We have great weather. I've looked all week. It looks like we have less than a 10% chance of rain with highs in the uh, 80s most of the week. And so uh, it should be on paper a good week. And so we'll hold our breath for that. And if not, we'll work through it and figure out what we need to do in order to make it better. So that's an update from the pier for last week and last weekend. Glad that's behind us. We'll keep going and looking for better and brighter days and keep doing what we know we need to do. So let me remind you once again that our podcast is sponsored by Team Podcast and Team Podcast is the one-stop shop for all-inclusive podcast support services. That means for one price, 
a month, you get access and get uh, all these services that they offer included in your package. That's audio editing, show notes, social media graphics, and they can really customize how you want your podcast support and how you want your different tasks handled. If you have a particular way you want your show notes done, sure, we can do that. If you have a particular way you want your audio editing done, sure, that can be done too. So if you want your social media done, we can do all of that. Team podcasts can do whatever you need. We've got the manpower. We've got the people that can do it. It's just a matter of you freeing up your time and making the decision that your time is better spent on higher level um, task and that sort of thing. So teampodcast.com is the website. You'll see everything you need there. If you have a question that isn't answered, fill out the contact form, ask a question, you'll get an answer, you'll get a reply. So teampodcast.com for all of your podcast support services. Once again, I want to thank you for putting up with my updates from the peer and for being concerned about my life and my business and what is going on. I am truly thankful, truly blessed, and I'm thankful that every single week I get to talk to so many of you that are uh, followers and that are uh, fans and that you have been invested in my life. And so very thankful for that. So thanks again for coming on this journey with me. Um, I'm going to be reporting good news to you soon. And I just don't know when it is because good things are coming our way and they're coming your way too. So hang in there for them. You guys have a good day. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 